0: Hi, and you're very welcome to episode six of the Leitrim GA podcast, a collaboration between ourselves here at FinalWhistle.ie and Leitrim GAA. I'm Brefni Early, and once again, I am joined by Colin Regan, our resident GAA insider, shall we call him, (laughs) uh, based up there in Dublin. Colin, you're very welcome back to the
1: programme. Great to see you, Brefni. Thanks for having me.
0: How is life been? It's been three weeks since we've had you on. I suppose our panel rotation of co hosts, it's your turn. Um, but I suppose, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Because I spotted something I want to talk to you about later on that I'm also interested in taking part in, and that's Dads and Lads or Lads and Dads. I can't remember what it, it is. Tough. You're involved in that program. Yeah,
1: yeah, Don't it's tell us too much good. about it now. Yeah, we'll 100%. have a chat about that later. So
0: We'll have a chat later about it. Plenty to talk about on the show tonight. We're going to talk about Leitrim Ladies reaching the League Final, the Division 4 League Final. They had a fantastic victory over Limerick at the weekend. We'll be talking to Brona O'Rourke of St. Joseph's about her two-goal haul in that particular clash. Uh, we'll also be talking to Drummer Hair, to a couple of people from Drummer Hair, St. Patrick's and Drummer Hair, about their fantastic win in the Texaco Support for Sport programme where sports clubs across the country could apply to be their county champion effectively and win a cash prize of €5,000. And Drum Hair won that from all the sports clubs in the county. So congratulations to him. Congratulations. We'll be hearing from Texaco and, and uh, the club on that. Uh, a huge amount of money, Colin. €5,000 in the current environment uh, to do up bits and pieces around the club. I, I think it's fantastic
1: it's i know what it doesn't surprise me because Drummer Hare have been doing some phenomenal work um through their involvement in the healthy club project which is it falls in under our department remit there and under healthy club officer Tracy is one of the best in the country any club who uh, has a volunteer of horror caliber um and it's you know it's it's the kind of work that um, it's, it's the off-field stuff that really builds community spirit and extends the club out beyond the, white, the four white lines of the pitch and transforms it from being a sports club into a community club. Uh, and I, I think it's just whatever drummer are doing there, uh, they're doing it really, really well. Um, and they have just connected, you know, they've broken down that boundary, as I said, between what is the difference between a sports club and a community club.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of clubs, another club comes to kind of a close this weekend. And that, of course, is the Supporters Club for Leitrim GA. I know you were involved in the launch column, UMC, that event uh, from uh, that very location a couple of weeks ago. This this
1: beautiful beautiful surrounds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to believe it's been, what, six or seven weeks since we actually uh, hosted that night uh, on the Leitrim GA platform. Uh, That draw takes place this Saturday evening in Cox's Steakhouse in Drummond, Please don't show up to the event though. Um, support Cox is down the road. Uh, it's not open to the public, uh, but we will be hoping that it will be joined online. Uh, all the details will be available on the Leadroom GA website uh, as the weekend approaches in terms of how you can be part of that draw and see what's going on. I know they have plans to, to make that as accessible as possible in the current restrictions at the moment at uh, five euro the first prize sponsored by cox's steakhouse in drummond at 12 prizes in total plenty of things for people to get excited about so uh do check that out and if you haven't yet from supporters club.ie get your tickets don't forget to pick what club you're with as well there and um, we'll also talk a little bit later about win a wedding.ie but enough about that on the show over the last couple of weeks we'll talk about it Uh, Later on in the show, Colin, we might as well uh, get your view. We spoke to Aiden last week about uh, the Leitrim performance in the in the championship or the the football and hurling league so far. Not to be the dead horse, it's been disappointing. But uh, you've been there as a player in the past. Uh, Where do Leitrim go to from here?
1: The basics, Breffni. That's where. That's where they go. Like for me, the. The basic errors that were happening. Like I, I only saw very brief glimpses of the hurling, but um, the football. You know, at that level, at intercounty level, there was just an unacceptable level of basic errors. On you could, if there is such a thing, people say there's no such thing as a, an unforced error these days in sports because of the type of pressure that's being applied. But that that wasn't the case in too many situations for for, for the Leitrim players. There seems to just have been this this happens too often unfortunately in the county is the inability to maintain moment, momentum Um and for leitrim to perform regardless of whether we're in division four division three whatever division we're in because we don't have the scale of um players to pick from and, and that results in a really tight um panel in terms of caliber every one of those players have to be at their best in every single training session but then also in every single game you can't be at your best in every single game unless you're at your best in every single training session so legion can afford to carry a couple of lads having off days um in in, in any given game if the rest of the boys are at their pitch best and unfortunately that that requires a, a level of concentration to maintain that their um, high level of performance right through training and 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 and, um, and match days, uh, and unfortunately, that I, for me and anyway, were looking from the outside in at, at the moment, it seems that there's a there's a bit of a struggle to maintain that level of concentration and um, effort uh, in order to translate it through onto a, a consistent performance. So, you know, we we saw what happened over Division Four. Uh, success a couple of years ago we built momentum game on game and there was a couple of a couple of those matches that could have went either way you know the 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 Wicklow game actually you could pick out the the, the most of the games from that campaign but the lads dug deep and got momentum going that they obviously carried into training then and they carried on into the matches the uh, the subsequent weeks you have to translate that for Leachon to really see progress we have to translate that level for seasons, progressive seasons. You know, it's not. It, it's just. It was brilliant to see them in Crow Park for a, a Division Four final. Phenomenal, in fact, and, and and it was a great lift for the county. But for the boys themselves to get the return on the time that they're putting in, and believe me, they're not. They're not shy on the time. I know they're not short on the time they're putting in, but they have to translate that into um, phenomenal, concentrated effort for the periods they're there, and then they have to be led. As well, you know they have to be led appropriately um, to develop as players. Um, And I know we talked to Terry a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I I, I didn't get a chance to to see was there much reaction to Terry's comments in the county about you know the 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 standard at club level needing to 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 lift in order to raise all boats. But I, I got to agree with him.
0: Well, there was a fairly mixed reaction. Um, We would have got a lot of positive and a lot of negative reaction towards that. I know I must have heard it back from, if I've heard it back from one person, I've heard it back from a couple of dozen people uh, over the last couple of weeks. So um, it's definitely got people talking. Whether they support it or not, I'm not quite so sure. You talked about 2019 and that successful promotion push in Division 4. It's pretty much a similar squad in the dugout. And on the pitch, there's very actual for Leitrim teams and in Leitrim terms. In recent years, it's a much smaller turnover over a two-year period than we would be used to. So, what's changed? What's different now? Has the coronavirus come in? Have maybe some people lost interest,
1: either on or off the pitch? For me, it comes back. It's application, Breffni, as you said. That that team, considering the base that they have built for themselves in achieving promotion. You know they should have been able to build on that incrementally, and you know it doesn't happen with a with a squad like Leitrim and a county like Leitrim. That doesn't happen in huge leaps. That happens in you know to to borrow the the famous Al Pacino line from Every Given Sunday. You know it's the inches. You know, and it actually is so imperceivable uh, how each player can progress and develop you know even focusing in on on a particular skill where they know they have a weakness that they need to apply themselves over a, a three to six month period you know to the outside world that player hasn't changed but to the player himself if he applies himself appropriately and if that's happening across an entire squad and as I said is being managed with a clear vision of what the team wants to do when it gets out on the field then for me Unfortunately, that for me has been the difference—the level of application, both individually and collectively—and I'm, you know, I mean collectively as the entire setup.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's disappointing from a supporter's point of view, but I think, um, as we've said before on the show with the various different people, at brightest it's darkest before the dawn, and I think um, I think we will be seeing hopefully brighter days ahead. After the, the poor results we've had, it uh, brings us forward to the championship. Of course, we play Mayo or Sligo in a couple of weeks. Your outlook on that?
1: Well, like the the thing that that uh, look at, I'm an eternal optimist myself, as as anyone who played for Leitrim has to be. Uh, but what gives me hope is that while the application at the moment isn't where it needs to be, I think the talent in that squad is probably better than Leitrim has has had at its disposal for you know ten years um or, or more actually more than 10 years to, um so that that's what gives me hope Look uh, like I, I think we're not gonna I, I, I hate to say it but i, I don't think it's gonna be uh, the, the the year for Leachon to pull off any any big shocks um in, in the championship this year because we're, we just seem to be coming in at, uh, you know, from quite a low web um, and the, the the league tables don't lie uh, no matter how unusual a league it was this year uh, but. I think there's just a collective need again for us to uh, appreciate or ask ourselves and i'm talking about a club level first here what does success look like uh, for leitrim you know and there's there's some great things happening across leitrim at the moment like w- w- in terms of the cool camps that are going to be thankfully returned to the county this summer year on year leitrim has the highest percentage of young people participating in cool camps of any per head of population of any county in the country. So that's success. But if we want success uh, to translate across into silverware outside of the county. So, you know, look at one one team in Leitrim is going to win every single competition in the county. But if we want that to translate across into uh, competing uh, and winning against other counties, then things have stepped up in terms of preparation uh, right across Gaelic games. You know, and, and we are lagging somewhat behind. Now I I see huge potential. We spoke to Stephen McGurn the last time we were talking um, and that type of a systematic implementation of a coaching plan that um, works with coaches in our clubs, first and foremost, to ensure that they are delivering the fundamentals to young people, to the youngsters that are going through our nurseries. I, I'm, you know, that's as long a term a plan as we need to be looking at in Leitrim. That's my personal feeling, Brefni. Like, I know, looking at my own club, I was chatting to, to Gareth Thielen, um last uh, last weekend, last um, Saturday morning. He was heading over to, to assist with the nursery, and we we have a really we have a young, enthusiastic coaching officer in the club now, um, Peter McLoone, that's doing great things down there. Things that haven't been done to that level of professionalism through nobody else, no, nobody's fault in the club at all. It's just that um, p- people maybe didn't realize that this is where things had moved on to. And the experience that those youngsters are having in our nursery now uh, has the potential to um, embolden their love of Gaelic games, but also to develop this fundamental skills they need at that level that they can progress as they move up through the, through the club structures. So when any of them that are selected to progress at a county development squad or right up into the underage and senior competitive structures, the coaches at those levels aren't worried about their skill development. They're working on bonding them as a team and high level performance uh, tactics and and, uh, considerations.
0: Yeah, obviously all helping uh, to raise the level across the board of the, the base level of skills with every player in the county, uh, regardless of whether they're county club or even just uh, a big park player in the, the likes of me versus the likes of you, that we all raise our levels uh, across the uh, the board in the county. And I suppose long may that work continue. And I think you're right. I think we'll see the fruits of that in due course. Now, one team who don't seem to be affected by any of this is the of ladies four games played in the league this year? Four games won uh, quite comfortably in most cases in the end. And the latest game they played was their semi-final against Lim- Limerick. I don't know what I was going to say there. Against Limerick on Sunday afternoon, and they had a comfortable victory. Let's catch up with one of their players, Bruno O'Rourke, after their win on Sunday. Now, we did mention at the top of the show that there was a bit of success this weekend in the Leitrim colours, and that, of course, came from the ladies so who've been having a stellar year this year in Division Four of the Little National Football League. Uh, one of their stars forwards joins us now, Brona O'Rourke, uh, obviously a club, a woman of St. Joseph's over there in Carrigall and asked. but she's very much a Leitrim lady at the moment. Brona, congratulations into a Division Four final. You must be delighted.
2: Cheers Rachel thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely delighted. Um it's a position that we've been talking about for quite some time since you come in so um it's just great to be in this position now.
1: Was was that uh, congratulations as well? Was, was that um a goal that you talked about at the start of the season or did you go into those sort of specifics with the squad?
2: Um, no, well, I certainly didn't think I'd be in on top of a high ball. It's not something anyone will be practising me with. Um, but no, I suppose just our full forward line tries to keep in as close as possible to the to the goals and and try and hit pot look from there.
0: Yeah, it's been a really impressive start to the year Four Leeds from four wins out of the four games you've played. You get another crack at Louth now in two weeks' time in the Division 4 final up in Clonus. Anything? Any concerns about that game going into it? I suppose Louth, it was fairly comfortable in the end, but it was a tough encounter a couple of weeks ago in Ballinamore.
2: Yeah, well, look, at Louth, they're going to have three or four more games under their belt when they see us, so they're going to be... Hugely improved from when we played them in the first round, so we certainly know it's going to be a mammoth task in front of us. And um, you know they had another star forward that wasn't playing that day when we were playing them, so they have kind of added ammunition now to come at us the next day. So we'll not be relying too much on the first round game now for for study notes. It's um it's going to be definitely a much more difficult game and tighter.
1: They always say it's the team that learns most from uh, an encounter that wins the second time out. Um, wh- what do you think that you learn from that first encounter or even over the course of the league, Brona, as a, as a unit?
2: Well, I suppose just a wee bit of resilience. Um, I suppose we kind of found ourselves behind in, in numerous games, but we never kind of panicked. You know, every game you go out in, every team is going to have a purple patch. That's that's going to happen. It's it's how we're going to respond to it and kind of negate how they they go about their purple patch. So I suppose just a wee bit of resilience and calm amongst the team. So if things aren't going right, we'll we'll just keep plugging away. And then when we get into the water break, we'll be able to kind of calm down and, and get back to old ways and and go from there. But um. I think it's just certainly that air of calm amongst the team that whether we're winning or losing, it's it's going to happen if we keep plugging away.
1: Actually, Bronagh, that's interesting because we didn't have them when I was there. What do you make of the water breaks? Is it an opportunity to reset?
2: Um I suppose I can see it from both sides if you're if you're winning possibly it can be to the detriment of you of the team because you're on that role and then if you're on the other side of it, it's great because you can kind of slow down the momentum of the other team, but purely from a fitness point of view, I, I just can't imagine the days when we were playing thirteen minutes because we're all gagging for water after fifteen <laughs> minutes. So I think we're kind of glad of it to be honest.
0: Has it become a game of four quarters though now
2: rather than two halves? Yeah, it probably has become a lot more tactical because of that. You kind of target maybe quarters, whereas maybe when you had the two halves it's really difficult to target a section within the game. So certainly with the four quarters it might help managers you know kind of negate the other team in how they attack because you have kind of a time to talk for 30 seconds or so and get your get your talk out.
0: We've had a bit of discussion on the show over the last few weeks about, I suppose, the, the issues that are around with the men, the men's side of the game and even the hurlers disappointing winning or losing seasons. Uh, what's different about the girls' point of view, for, in your opinion, that that really has driven this success this year?
2: Um, well, I suppose the appointment of Hugh Donnelly is a major, major winning for us. Um, he's a major cog in the whole machine. Um I suppose we you no know, more than any other county we've had to endure lockdowns and whatever but Hugh has been incredibly adaptable during that time and he's never blamed covid on our situation he's always kind of went back to the drawing board and changed training regimes or whatever and we've come back relatively fit because of that um, and I suppose competition for places he's he's driven that and he's created that so girls Girls can see those actual opportunities to get on to the team and to get into the squad as well. You know, you're trying to compete just to get into the, the 13, never mind the 15. It's yeah. it's a mountain in itself. So, I suppose that inner competitiveness that Hugh has created is is a major driving factor in that.
1: And what about the the, the ladies' game in in a broader sense in the in the county and nationally, Brona, You know, do you see the benefits that the really strong promotion and the 2020 campaign has brought in terms of um just visibility for other young girls to, uh, in terms of them aspiring towards representing their, their club and their county
2: Oh, absolutely. Visibility is massive and it has increased over the past number of years. And I would say that the LGFA have seen a a major increase in registration numbers. I know we have from our club and I've heard from lots of other neighbouring clubs that uh, registration has just went through the roof with girls. So... Of course, if they're seeing these girls on TV and newspapers and, more importantly, social media, they're, they're going to want to be like them. And, you know, it's kind of in their head. If they're seeing it every day, they're going to want to be out there like us.
0: Yeah, I heard a discussion today on News Talk Um, as I was in the car talking about men's sports versus women's sports. I have to say there were some very disappointing inputs and texts into the show about whether, which one they'd prefer to watch, and they came from maybe people with maybe Neanderthal thinking in, in some respects, but we're a long way behind other countries, and I think still, almost 50 years after it was enacted, something like Title IX, Brony, you might not be familiar with that, apologies if you're not, um, it's where if you want to spend money on boys' programs, sports programs, you have to spend the exact same amount of dollars on women's sports programs, which has created so many more opportunities for girls in colleges, sports in particular. Uh, so if they want a football team with 80 scholarships on it, they have to provide 80 scholarships, not necessarily for women's American football, but in sports that the girls want to play, whether it's soccer or athletics or or whatever it might be um, that they're interested in. And the funding is equal. And you can see how successful America are on the world stage in women's sports, whether it's dominating soccer over the last two decades, essentially, um, Colin, you probably have a better idea of that. Maybe from within your role with the GA, is anything like that likely from a government point of view that could force us to be more inclusive?
1: Well, I, I think we saw a step in the right direction with the, you know since the amalgamation of the WGPa and the GPA, um, you know, and some really pointed lobbying of government around the equalisation of the inter-county grants. Um, for male and female players, you know, I think that there is—it's—it's it's a small gesture, but it's hugely symbolic uh, in our own codes. And uh, I, I, you know, I—I I would have heard, you know, I think Dervla O'Rourke and, and some other female athletes were um, calling out the the. Uh, the lack of balance in other elements of the, the sporting ar- arena for, for male and female athletes uh, and even across different codes as well and um i i think we're at a, at a kind of a critical stage in terms of um speaking around gaelic games particularly uh you know what does uh the future of, of gaelic games really look like in terms of a level playing field and um the the really meaningful cooperation and collaboration between ga LGfa and Komogi uh, and I know as, as Brona pointed out you know the, the LGfa and ladies football is just uh, it's, it's experienced um, stratospheric rise over the last uh, couple of decades. C- Komogi um you know, probably struggling more uh, in terms of that the, the, so many players would have been dual players a number of years ago across both codes there. Um, and the, the sudden rise and profile of the ladies' football has undoubtedly impact, negatively impacted Komogi. So the more that, that, that we sit around the, the one table and I, first of all, agree a shared vision of what we want to achieve, only then can we actually start working towards it and ensuring that there's parity and equal opportunity for everybody on the, uh, on Gita Games. And then that has to translate right across all other codes. Um, you know, we've seen golf recently has really led the way uh, in terms of an amalgamation, uh, and the, you know there, there is um, a lot of lessons to be learned from that journey. But obviously, there's a lot of sensitivities within um, the, the three associations as well. So you know, we're not saying it's not going to be without its challenges to to find that sweet spot of where co- cooperation and collaboration works, but. I think the first step is identifying that shared vision of what we want the future to to look like. Getting checking that out with all our clubs, and I like I know, um, I, I think it's it's over forty percent of clubs at the moment are using the one club model. You know, so there's it's already happening at grassroots level, and uh, so there's again there's lessons to be learned there to identify. Uh, well, you know, maybe some of the barriers are uh, more perceived than real uh, because if it's operating successfully in, in across you know a, a, a significant percentage of, of clubs on the ground then um, I think we need to work with those clubs identify what hurdles they had to overcome, uh, how they've implemented a, a successful one club model uh, and start that as our base and work it from you know the, the bottom up as much from the top down.
0: Yeah, there's uh, some really good examples within this county as well of clubs. I'm not going to name them because I will forget one of them, uh, but I noticed some really successful examples of, of how that works here. Uh, Bruno, bringing it back to, I suppose, where the ladies are at the moment, uh, on the domestic and internal scene here, the club season starts on Sunday. Uh, you won't be involved because you're on the county panel, but your teammates in St. Joseph's will be in action. They will take the... the the hosting duties against St Bridget's, so um, some familiarity there as well, will you get the chance to go down and have a look yourself, will you be in attendance or are you allowed to be in attendance with COVID restrictions?
2: Oh, well, hopefully, depending on our kind of schedule with training, but if we catch the end of it, it'll be great. But um, yes, yeah, sure, no more than any other club like ourselves, the girls are just glad to be able to play a competitive game. For the majority of them, they haven't played a real game since like August, September. So it's been a, a very long time. So they'll just be glad to be able to be marking someone different
1: familiarity breeds content
0: in terms of the league final yourself, Sunday week CG take to the field against uh, Loud again as we mentioned at the top of the interview at Clonus the venue um, you mentioned that Loud will be a bit stronger and OK Flood to come back into that team um, what's the, the outlook for Leitrim? can we start to get excited can we start to maybe dream of bringing home that league title this year
2: yeah, well, look at it. As I said, it was, we've been quite public in what we've wanted to do and we're, I suppose, one step away from it. So there's no point shying away. We're not going to be just competing in the game. We want to win it. So uh, we are certainly going out to win it and, and put our best foot forward. And all we can do is say we perform to the absolute maximum. And if that's win or lose, then we can go, ha- go home happy because we couldn't do anything more. So... We just want to try and get a performance in and and see where that will take us.
0: And finally, before we let you go, of course, Glencairn Manor in action this weekend in the Connacht Club Championship. Uh, You've been involved in that for the last couple of years as the Leitrim Representatives. Uh, You've been to these stages before. What's going through their minds maybe this weekend ahead of a Connacht final?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose excitement, a wee bit of nerves. I suppose it's the beauty in that is that you're not really... Uh, you don't really know the club teams that you're playing. So there's that kind of unpredictability. So you're just kind of focusing on yourself more so than looking at opposition teams. So um, look, at my, it's great to have a Leitrim representative now on Saturday and hopefully Manor can do the business. They're well capable of doing it.
0: Absolutely. They face Eva in Markovitz Park on Saturday uh, in that Connacht Intermediate Club Football Championship, of course, delayed from the end of last season. Bronagh O'Rourke, thank you for joining us. Congratulations on a fine win. 2-1, I think, you got in the end. Uh, nice to get in the score sheet. Uh, always, And uh, we'll be chatting to you as the season progresses, either with Leitrim, as we hopefully continue the form into the Championship and also in the club season ahead. Thanks very much for joining us.
2: Cheers. Thank you best luck Bruno,
0: Bruno O'Rourke there St Joseph's stalwart and of course Leitrim ladies regular as well Colin I don't know how much of the game you caught I caught the second half at at the weekend Um, disappointing second half by Leitrim ladies standards but so far ahead at the break it was never really in doubt from about 10 or 15 minutes into the match
1: it was the radio updates that was keeping me um plugged in there brefney but like ch- chatting the bruno what what I, what I love from the vibe coming from the ladies this year um is that they're not afraid to state what their ambitions are you know that's often something that we've been lacking in forever. Right? keep your head down and don't pretend that you're, you're going to try to win anything here or don't you know don't let on that we have ambitions that big because if, if we fail, then what you know we'll, we'll have um egg on our face that the ladies from have set out their stall and or it's very clear that the impact that Hugh is having there you know you hear Brona talking about um just the level of uh, preparedness um, and adaptability flexibility that he has brought to things which is obviously very necessary in these unusual times but there seems to be just uh, an ambition about the ladies that is um paying dividends at the moment.
0: Absolutely. No. I had the pleasure of spending a bit of time at a training session last week and I got to chat to a few of them on, on the show. And every single one of them, it's we're here to win the championship. We're here to win the league. We want to win every game this season. and mm-hmm. It's so refreshing to hear that from a team and actually then backing it up on the pitch uh, great to see on that. Now, one thing that caught my eye during the week, we mentioned at the top of the show, um, and it's, I suppose it's kind of derived from a ladies' football program that might be doing a disservice to not at all
1: in, in Crow Park, but not um, at all. We're, the, we're glad Gaelic, to hold on to their coattails.
0: But the Gaelic for Mothers and Others has been a resounding success across the country in the last five or six years. And now we have finally got an opportunity for me to lace the boots up and get back out, even in this unbelievably poor fitness levels. Um, and I'm hoping to meet lots of people who are watching this now over the next couple of weeks and months uh, as we see Gaelic for dads and lads. Tell us about it.
1: Well, as you said, you know, through the healthy, the the inspiration clearly came from the the very successful Gaelic for, for mothers and others. And their health. Through the Healthy Club Project, um, wh- which falls within my, my, the community Health Department in Crow Park, um, we we saw huge numbers of our of the 300 clubs involved in the Healthy Club Project participating in the from others and others, and it was bringing a brilliant energy. It was providing a, a new outlet and physical activity for a lot of. Uh, women who maybe didn't see a natural opportunity for them in in Gaelic games, a lot of them were mothers whose children were playing that that the their the, the codes via um football or 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 camogie as well um and we kept getting asked questions you know wh- wh- where's the the male option for for, for this here and actually over the last we ran a kind of a pilot blitz out in Abbottstown the national games development center in in Abbotstown in november twenty nineteen and we had fifteen um hurling teams and five football r- r- interesting you know the, the hurling much more appetite in, in the in the hurling initially uh for for this here than, than in the football maybe maybe the lads and dads were getting or the dads and lads are getting uh amply covered with the five-aside soccer or something but um there was 160 players representing social fo- hurling and football teams from across the four provinces, and the crack was absolutely ninety out there. I must say, it was one of the best, one of the most enjoyable days I've put in in my ten years in Crow Park, uh, and that gave us the confidence to kind of go on and say, "Well, look at, there's clearly a demand here." Uh, it's not na- it's starting to happen organically and naturally all around the country like we have the half pace hurlers up in up in Antrim, we have Lurgan uh social hurling we have cork social football and hurling we have the st Column kills team and betty's Town mead have both codes covered for their dads and lads um so we've been working on trying to uh bring it to bring it to fruition it was obviously paused somewhat during covid we we were pretty much ready to go last summer um but we um just launched it last week and already the response has been huge and we interviewed we we surveyed the 160 lads at that national blitz asking them you know what is it about the social games um, that interested them and and made them sign up for a start the average age was 44. i won't say what the average weight was uh (laughs) but there was a few you know that's size did not matter there was a lot of boys testing the the stitching on jerseys who had some lovely skill levels that you could see you know they were th- th- there was football and hurling in them absolutely and that's the whole point it's about either re- reconnecting with the games you love um and maybe that you've retired or you're la- you lapsed or actually we had a we had a kiwi we had a yank we had a couple of other um we had a couple of other um European nationalities out of that. blitz, So it was a, a, a couple of uh, people who had moved to Ireland were using the social games as an opportunity to, to test out Gaelic games as well, which is great to see. So our plan basically, Bethany, is, is to get as many, see as many clubs who want to, to roll this out for their, their, um, their has-beens or their never-wears uh, men in their clubs um and uh will be based on demand we'll be pu- putting on some provincial blitzes and, and a national blitz again uh, just to, to put it in context that the gaelic from others and others Nat- national blitz day attracts over a thousand teams from across the island um just for the for the clubs there's actually a, a, a webinar going out on on uh, thursday evening for any clubs that are interested in finding out more about it if you if you go on to ga.ie forward slash community. You can find out um, the link to that and uh, feel free to to tune in and find out what it's all about. It's all, we asked, as I said, we asked the guys, why do they do it? The three top reasons were to improve their fitness, get out and get active. Uh, For um, the camaraderie and the the bit of crack and banter that only a a team's sport can bring. Uh, and then actually to, to reconnect with old friends or to meet up with new ones. So you know, those three things kind of underpin the, 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 the values and what uh, GF for Dads and Lads is all about. And uh, it's part of it, we're, we're gonna be launching a broader suite of kind of social Gaelic games later on in the year with uh, recreational rounders, uh, healthy handball, one wall handball, joining with Gaelic for Dads and Lads, uh, Gaelic for Mothers and Others and come on and. Uh, come on and play um which is the, the camogie offering as well
0: somebody has had a field day with the alliteration and the rhyming dictionary <laughs> yeah, and yeah. um in terms of that i think it sounds fantastic and i think it's something that every club should do so i suppose it's going to take somebody in each club to kind of lead this so oh. it doesn't have to be an existing member maybe it could be someone who just decides "Sean, sure, i'd like to take part in that i'll help out and get involved and, and take a bit of the load that's on uh, pretty overstressed volunteers already within club structures?
1: You nailed it on the head, Bethany. Everyone that has started already, those organic little um, happenings that have mushroomed up across the country, there's been one champion that's just rang up a few mates and said, lads, what about it? Let's get this started. In fact, quite a few areas where maybe there wasn't enough people in one club, a number of clubs have come together and um, you know, a few boys uh, reliving old old rivalries, but uh, they'll be glad to hear that you know. Look, we're we're very mindful of the 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 age profile. You know, anybody can can play it, but um we're very mindful of everybody's allergic to injuries at that age. So it's incidental contact only. It's self governed games. There's no referees. It's completely organized by the the players themselves. You know, look at I love a bit of five aside. I always have. It's a phenomenal game, um and it's the very same principles. You get a few lads together. You go out. Yes, yeah, you you agree what the rules are for the particular session. You know whether you can score from here or there. Goals only, maybe in football or hurling. Actually, the, the thing that enthused me. I was chatting to my brother Stuart at the weekend, and uh, he was saying that there, there's a there's a good dairy man down involved in the in the Melvin Gales Club, or living in Knock at the minute down there. Um, his son, his son Oscar, is is best friends with me nephew, and he was actually suggesting getting a, a Lads and lads hurling started down in Melvin Gales. You know a club that's never had hurling bar. I played one game. Fado, fado. Um, to try it when Lee only had three teams competing in the championship, we amalgamated with uh, everybody we could get our hands on to put a fourth team in.
0: Well, I suppose in that respect, uh, that hasn't changed. We're down to two now at the moment. Oh, um, but in terms of, of that, it would be great to see as many teams involved. I would pay money to watch Melvin Gales and Manor in the county final of that because I know uh, with no referees, it's going to be an absolute hump digger of, of, of a clash. <laughs> uh, and you might even talk out yourself on that one, Colin. <laughs> I'd
1: love to get the boots side again. Uh, so people I'd can find ago. it. Sorry, I was just going to say, just it is it is outside the, the traditional competitive structures, you know. So there won't be those league. It's you meet up, you have, yeah, you, you, you play a game for a bit of crack. Uh, if somebody's uh, if somebody wants to keep the score, that's their business. <laughs> but the, I, I'm definitely there'll be no old scores uh, caught up on either. But yeah, as I, said, I, believe, I think you're going I to find. I, I believe
0: that when I said. But <laughs> it, 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 there are some people who won't be as as forgiven. But I think the whole ethos of it is just about getting out and getting active and. And, and being involved. And for newbies, for people who might never have played in their youth and for people who uh, have maybe lapsed out of the, the competitive, not even the competitive, but the recreational side of the game, uh, it's a great opportunity. You mentioned a, a web address there. i just trying to repeat it, forward slash community. On the ball, briefly, okay. And uh, to check that out, Colin, of course, it's one of the programs that he heads up that unit in the GAA, in Crow Park as well, obviously, as a county. We're very proud to have him people like himself and Fergal, McGill up there, uh, having huge involvement in these kind of programs uh, that are affecting, I suppose, the community's health across the country and everybody uh, wishes you the best of luck. I think it it sounds fantastic. It's something I'd love to get involved in myself and I'm sure I'm not the only one uh, who's probably sitting listening to this saying, do you know what? I should really sign up for that. Well, if you're thinking you you could sign up for it, go be that ambassador, go be that hero in, in the club and get up and running And you never know who you will be playing with in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, In terms of that, I suppose we better take another look at another club doing fantastic things and uh, something a little bit different. And it was the Texaco Support for Sport programme. It was run in the last couple of months and clubs were invited, of all codes, all sports across the country were invited to become their county's champion. And each county champion received... Five thousand euros towards their project and they could pitch for anything whatever project in the, the club they wanted and of course drummer Hair were selected as the club happened to be a ga club in this county uh, as it was i think 11 of the th- 26 counties but there's basketball swimming soccer all the gamut of, of activities in there as well i caught up with a couple of members of the club as well as representatives from texaco at the announcement of their prize today in carrick and Martin Clancy. We're here in Carrick and Shannon. A little bit f- out, of, out of the way from Drumahair. Yep. Uh, but you're here with a very good reason. Tell us why you're down in Carrick today.
3: Thank you very much, Breffney. We're up here in Carrick today. We've been awarded €5,000 by Texaco towards the development of our pitch. Um, specifically to get a fence and an enclosure in our pitch. Um, for many years now we've been hoping and applying and trying to get um, some sort of fundraiser and funds together to be able to develop our pitch. Um, We don't have a fence around it, we don't have dugouts and we don't have a stand. Not that these are going to obviously impact the the playing of the players on the pitch, but it does have a psychological effect as well. You're going to be a bit prouder of your pitch if you you have these things. Um, In terms of being able to play championship games there as well, you have to have a pitch or an enclosure or a fence. So this €5,000 is going to go a long way towards being able to get that put into place.
0: Of course, from a player's point of view, uh, what's the mood like in the camp? Does do things like this even come into the equation when a team is preparing for, I suppose the start of the league in the next two weeks? Um, I wouldn't say it has any
3: any influence on the way our mindset is towards football, but it does give us a, a boost in terms of the pride that we have in our own club. Um, players opposition that come down and they come to a pitch like ours, and when it's not fully developed to the same standard that they have, it nearly seems like they're looking down at us. So we try and then show on the field that we are actually a team that can compete with the big teams so we have to put we have to put a lot more into our football we feel just to make up for that 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 lack of facilities.
0: Eugene Coyne area manager for Texaco uh, I suppose thank you very much for uh, coming to, to, to Leitrim to Cairc and Shannon at least today uh, to award this prize to Drummer Hare it's a fantastic promotion tell us a bit about why Texaco are involved in it
4: yeah well I suppose just, we won to run a competition uh, last year uh, just to give a bit back to the community, so we ran this competition to involve, uh, we want to pick a winner in every county, <clears throat> so logistically it was spread out evenly, so a winner in each county. Um, we ran a competition, John O'Callaghan was the, ju- the main judge in the competition, so he vetted all the entries and he picked a, word, a worthy winner in each, in each county, so I think Drummer here was a very worthy winner in, in Leitrim and the money's going to be spent uh, on doing up their football pitch and the grounds and that. So, it'll be money well spent. Of course, this competition open to all clubs in the county. Yeah. Um, what's the plans for next
0: year? Where can people get the application forms for next year when this bit of jealousy will kick in? Yeah, uh, we come here's yeah, yeah, yeah we're,
4: we're, running, we're going to run it again. So, again, all the communication will go out to, to all the clubs again that's registered. Uh, and it'll be, all, it'll be put out into the local media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and information will go to all the clubs again. Yeah, in terms Keep an eye of, out for it. In terms
0: of, I suppose, the, the actual awards, what's the, the parameters? What's, what's it allowed to be used for? What can the money go towards?
4: The, the, it's a very broad spectrum. So the, the, the money can be spent on anything to, to enhance the club. So whether it's painting the club or doing groundworks, works, uh, it's, it's a whole community and, and club orientated. So anything that can improve the club, anything uh, and makes a justification for, for money well spent, D- d- all that's looked at.
0: Obviously, Texaco, a well-known brand across yeah. uh, many towns across the county and across the country. Um, it's it's a nice idea. It's really great to see give it back to the community. How important is it for a company like Texaco to give that support back to, to small and rural areas as well as the urban areas, Yeah,
4: it's it's very important. Like especially with the year, the last eighteen months, where we've been through. You know, we know that's been very difficult for especially smaller clubs to generate money. All the revenue streams have been cut off, no gate receipts, very hard to do any fundraising. Uh, so I would think 5,000 can go a long way with a lot of smaller clubs. So it's very important to be seen, to be given back to the communities in, in the local towns and villages.
0: Yvonne Gibney, uh, you were one of the, ma- the main reasons for the application in the first place from Drum Talk us through the project and why you got involved on behalf of the club.
5: Um, well, I, I actually saw um, say this coming up on Facebook feed originally and I thought, you know, say especially with I suppose the last year that's been in it um, and it was a, an opportunity to enter a competition for 5,000 euro for um, to get funding for um, dugouts and um, railing is what I entered the competition originally for and so I kind of decided um, to sort of put in an entry yep. and I kind of, drafted some poetry and um, at part of the application, it was a 250 word um, entry that had to be applied and uh, submitted a video and off it went. So um, found out then sort of earlier this year that we had been shortlisted as one of the, the clubs for um, Leitrim and then to our great surprise and delight um, we, we ended up winning the competition for um, for Sligo, or for early <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you live on the Sligo border in Hare. we're currently in Roscommon. and it can all get very confusing. In terms of, I suppose, how important it is for clubs like Drummahare and other clubs around the county, all codes, not just Gaelic Games, to, to be aware of and to put their name in the hat for these a kind of grants that like five thousand euros that's a lot of fundraising that, is, that, that, yeah. that would have to be done to raise that kind of money
5: yeah it is and and it's, it's actually it's it's a great initiative and i was just talking to um eugene there and he was saying this is the first year they've run this and obviously they'll continue to run this and they they do tend to look at the smaller clubs um for for these awards so um that was a, a huge benefit to us because we are a small um rural club and um this is huge money for us and uh it, it goes a long way um to to support us and, and how we're developing the, the club as we go forward through the years
0: you know so so a uh, great day to be involved with, with texaco and this fantastic promotion to support the local sports clubs in the county of leitrim um happy to be part of it
6: yeah delighted to be a part of it it's great to have a, a local team wi- uh, win such a, a an award is five euros a lot of money for a, a small club and um, it was open to any sports club in in leitrim and we're delighted to we went to drum hair gaa they're very worthy winners
0: yeah in terms of uh, i suppose what it means for for texco to be involved with that how how important is it to be involved in the local community because obviously every business is local at the end of the day particularly now when people can't move around
6: yeah it's been extremely important for us particularly in these COVID times you no know, when COVID hit everything was closed the roads were quiet but it was really it was the time that you know we felt that w- local communities and sports clubs really needed support and it was a great initiative on texco's part to to do that and i think it's something they're going to continue year on year now
0: obviously of course we are on the Roscommon side of the river here in carrick and shannon uh, it's a leitrim club though and i suppose it's the waters are very muddied between leitrim and Roscommon when we get to this part of the w- world uh, delighted to be given it back into the, the county even though may, maybe not quite where you're from yourself
6: no well i'm literally Lit- Lit- to myself so i'm delighted going to a leitrim team um you know we are sort of on the border here but Leitrim Roscommon where um and carrick and shannon is very much sort of a a, a bi-county area
0: Dermot of chairman of saint patrick's Drumahair ga club congratulations first Thank of you. all Thank um you. how important is it to the club to have uh, been awarded this prize from Texaco?
7: Well, like every club, we, we every penny counts and we, 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 we tend to do a bit of work around the pitch uh, in, in the grounds. This is aimed at maybe dugouts on the pitch. We're, we're looking at up- upgrading the pitch as well, hopefully in the next year and a half. There's the a big fundraiser coming for that too. So every penny counts and uh, Yvonne done great work getting this this prize first and uh, Texaco, I'd like to thank Texaco for what they've done as well, and, and for the for the, the five thousand euros.
0: Yeah, it's going towards kind of developments in the club on the pitch in yeah, terms yeah, of dugouts, yeah. uh, not the sexy stuff that people generally like to pay for around yeah. football clubs. Um,
7: how how good is it to get this little bit of a boost into the club? Oh and it I is. It's, it's great. Like every, every it's hard earned. Five thousand euros is hard earned. Every club has a lot of tickets. They get five thousand euros. So this is it's great to get this this boost into and help for the dugouts. People have seen here, We don't have the dugouts. We don't have the facilities yet. We're working on it, but the, the, this money—it's it's great for us. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a great boost. For the club.
0: Well, we talked to your chairman about the semi-final defeat last year in the in the championship. Uh, does that still sting a little bit?
3: Uh, yeah, we talk about it at every every training session. So um, at the end of the day, we want to win games. That's what we're here for. We we train. To win football games so that we can be at the, the top league. Um, going out in the semi-final last year in, this, in, the, in the way that we did hurts, still hurts, so we want to put that right this year and that's our intention.
0: What's the mood like in the camp coming into the, the Championship? I know I was at training the other day for a, a bit of a photo shoot, yeah. uh, there was a good camaraderie around the place, there was a good atmosphere, um, you obviously same staff from last year, Poirot Clancy is still the yeah. manager. Um, everything good in the camp? Everything's
3: great, yeah, thank God. So, Horik wanted to stay on. We wanted him to stay on. We have unfinished business. Um, we feel as though we have the players and we have the management to be able to go on and win the intermediate championship. We did last year. We do this. We do again this year. Um, the league starts now in two weeks' time. It's going to be a great way for us to go out and to improve on our ball skills and our fitness while we're preparing for a championship at the same time. So we're looking forward to it. Intermediate Championship of course this year. A
0: bit uncertain, you don't know who's going up, you don't know who's coming up from junior either. Yeah. So it's hard to even prepare for who you might be playing against. Or does that even come into consideration now? Is it just a case of getting into the best shape you can get yourselves into?
3: Um, I wouldn't say that we're, we're planning towards any specific teams. Um, it's the next game, it's always the next game. So you take a one game at a time, you put in your 100% effort into that game, you win that and you move on to the next one.
0: You're not uh, hoping to get Gortletra in the first round for a bit of a payback? If we got court letter we'd be more than happy to play in the first round of the championship. Yeah. In terms of uh, these kind of grants, people, or, or these kind of competitions, people get put off by the paperwork, H- how many hours, what kind of work was involved in actually putting in the application?
5: Um, not, not as much as maybe you'd expect, like I mean, versus say grant applications, it was actually, um, once you had the, the idea and sort of putting it down, um, it actually took probably no more than, say, a couple of hours over a number of days. So um, I think, uh, say, my uh, foray into poetry was, was unexpected, but um, it actually worked out quite um, quite better than I than I had expected. So. I think that, hopefully, was the, the clincher as to how we managed to, to be successful this time around.
0: We won't be seeing any uh, collections of poetry from yourself over the next few I'm years. I'm
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my one and only, dip in, dip in the water on that one. Um, but, I mean, it was great because, um, you know, there was 400 entries um, nationwide for this competition and um, we are then one of um, five Gaelic clubs who received the award from across the country. And um, you know, it's great to sort of um, have won it, say, from say 400 um, entries, and we're so delighted, like you know, to, to be the recipients this
0: year. Talk to us about where the club is at the moment, obviously, intermediate semi finalists last year. Yeah, you'd be um,
7: disappointed with how that ended, maybe. Yeah, yeah. kicking a ball away from, from in, on a windy day from, from getting through. Um, we're back again next year. I think the, it, the intermediate championship is probably. It's ha- probably harder to get out of than the, the, the se- to, to, to win than the senior. Um, we'll give it a go again this year. We have a good panel, we have a big panel of, of lads. And uh, we have a good good, good team there. Um, we have a junior team again this year. So There's a huge boost. Um, good underage. You know, so it's... it's uh, championship, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go again this year. We'll not be afraid of anyone.
0: And of course, the league starts for yourselves in 10 days. In 10 days. Looking, Looking Och- forward to
7: getting back? Getting yeah, oxnard um uh, first game. It's good to get back see how things go, see your lads have been training, they've been training hard, like, back together, they've been training over the winter on their own, you know, um, but it's good to get back, uh, back in the pitch, back watching matches, back participating in the matches and organising matches and stuff like that, you know what I mean, so it's good to be back. From today's
0: point of view, obviously Texaco is hugely supportive
7: of local clubs and
0: uh, St Pats and Drummer have yeah. been the beneficiaries in Leitrim, uh, congratulations to everybody involved. I'm Thank sure we we'll look forward to seeing the facilities improve over the next few uh, years. I suppose yeah. it's going to be really in terms of the scale of the project that's ahead of you. Uh, very best luck. Thank you very much, Brendan. Appreciate it. Fantastic for a club like Drummer to get that little bit of a pick-me-up. And as we heard there from Martin Clancy, those kind of things, they help drive the whole momentum of the club. And that will eventually translate onto the pitch. Uh, over the course of the next few years for the club. Colin, I suppose you see these kind of initiatives, uh, whether they're from the corporate sector, like from Texaco or from GA or government. How important is it for clubs to really become more aware of what grants are out there, what resources are there to support um, programs that they want to put on, but maybe don't feel they have the ability to put
1: on? That that's a really good question, Bethany. And actually, w- one of the great strengths of the GA can be one of its great weaknesses because we are so self-sufficient often that we don't look outwards enough. And um, even if you look at the the kind of local authority structures within the county, you know, every county has has a PPN, uh, and every single GA club in Leitrim should be on the emailing list of the Leitrim PPN because it keeps you updated around. Every funding call that's going on out there, and we we know that GA clubs are underrepresented in um, those funding opportunities. Be it from coming down from government level, um uh, for the likes of Healthy Ireland regularly has co- grant calls for initiatives that supports the well being of the community. And what I, I know from seeing that the, the healthy clubs that are involved uh, in County Leitrim, you know everything that they do speaks to the criteria of those funding calls. And it, it. I know it takes a little bit of time for volunteers to put in the effort to go ahead and apply uh, for that funding, but if you're successful, it can be um, only a tiny percentage of the kind of effort that a club puts into organizing a massive fundraising drive or something like that there. Uh, and anyway, if the club is doing so much work already to support the health and wellbeing of, of the community, why not? get recognized and rewarded for that work because it is above and beyond the traditional role of a sports club. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that GA clubs do so, so well, you know, they, they as we saw with the pandemic last year, you know, in, in terms of the, the the community response and uh, the, the delivering of groceries, et cetera, et cetera. But so many funding streams now have links into health and well-being, and so many GA clubs have the ability to speak very clearly to that criteria. So if my my advice would be to, to all the clubs in the county, make sure you're on the mailing list for the Leitrim PPN. make sure you're linked into the LCDC and... Uh, that you're again that you're receiving notifications about funding opportunities make sure you're linked in with Leitrim sports partnership um, and particularly if you're doing any, anything in the area of diversity and inclusion uh, link in with the the CIDO, the sports um, inclusion disability officer in in Leitrim sports partnership as well to ensure that they're making you aware of any funding opportunities that are out there but also supporting you in the delivery of any of your, your programs
0: Of course, and just for clarification, uh, the silo in Leitrim is Michelle Fanning, who will be well known to plenty of people around the Ballinamore area as well. Uh, But some really, really good people in there in the uh, sports partnership. I won't name them all because, again, I'll forget them all, but Declan Boyle heads them up there, and Patricia Ford as well, former Leitrim ladies player, uh, well uh, known in terms of the the Gaelic community around the county. And uh, and really, it's a case of touch base. If you don't know what those... uh, acronyms that colin has said like the ppn or the lcdc you probably need to ask the question so reach out and ask the question make yourself known to them and um, there are fantastic opportunities out there that this one happened to be in drummer hair's case happened to be from a, a corporate sponsor mm-hmm. there are plenty of these opportunities every year uh, to help with maybe gym equipment for your gym or safety equipment or a defibrillator or whatever it might be that will add huge value to your club and your communities. Do, do check them out. And, of course, uh, that's pretty much it for the show this week. Um, Thanks very much, Colin, for joining us. It's been uh, great having you, as always. Pleasure to to shoot the breeze with you about all things from GAA. we better mention, just before we wrap up, that it is uh, the weekend of the Supporters Club draw. A couple of days left to get your tickets for that particular draw on saturday afternoon we'll get it early leitrimsupportersclub.ie uh, tickets are 50 euro uh, don't forget to tick which club you're with and also uh, in terms of the actual draw it will be streamed online i know i know there are um discussions been had about exactly how, how that will be done over the course of the next couple of days but it will be live available uh, it's not an event that you're able to go to because of restrictions unfortunately so If you're not directly involved, please don't arrive down to Cox's on Saturday evening. But at the same time, do support them over the summer. Book a meal, go have a visit, say hello to the lovely staff and eat their lovely meal. They have sponsored the Supporters Club again this year. And they're fantastic supporters of all things Leitrim GA over the years. Plenty of other sponsors in there as well. 12 fantastic prizes. You might get your name on it if it's not in the hat yet. Go buy a ticket, Colin. Of course, uh, vital, important that everyone who supports Leitrim does put their
1: name in that hat. Absolutely, Beth. You it's it's a phenomenal array of uh, prizes, and uh, as you, as you rightly mentioned, highlighting the incredible support Coxes have, have given to it year on year. Um, and I'm looking forward to when I'm on the road home from Dublin again, and I can stop in there as I have done many many times in in the past. Um, and you know. Obviously, the, the the additional bonus you know from from what clubs receive from the from the supporters club uh, draw this year as well you know as a further incentive for everybody to just get, get that and look there's nothing better than driving around somewhere and, and seeing the the legion supporters bumper sticker uh, on the back window of a of a car knowing that there's there's one of the tribe there passing you by.
0: Absolutely, I just run through the prizes really quickly just to give everyone uh, their due five thousand euros sponsored by Cox's Steakhouse in Drummond. Second prize is two thousand euros. Uh, third prize is a 1000 euros from Westlink coaches fourth, night, fourth prize is three nights bnb in the bush hotel for four and the tour of the shed distillery a vip no less shed distillery tour in drumshambo fifth prize two nights bnb one evening meal luxury hotel and shannon blueway activity sixth prize is a 500 euro voucher for the landmark hotel seventh prize two nights bnb in the titanic hotel in belfast with two tickets to the Titanic Visitor Centre, a uh, 500 euro voucher for W8 in Manor Hamilton is eighth prize. Ninth prize, tenth prize, and eleventh prize are 250 euro vouchers for each of the municipal areas from, Le- from Leitrim Tourism, Manor Hamilton, balnamore and Carrick and Shannon. You know which one will apply to you, but they are those vouchers. You can spend them with any tourism uh, uh, facility or or member right. of an Eastern Tourism provider, and that's the word I was looking for, any of the, the outlets uh, across the county, at 250 euro voucher there 9th, 10th, and 11th. And then the final prize is 250 euro cash prize as well. So something for everybody. But I suppose the, the real thing is that the prizes are nice, but really it's to try and get behind the county teams and allow everybody to uh, increase the standards and increase the performances. And God knows we need a little bit of a push right now with uh, 15... 30 lads take it to the field against Mayo in a couple of weeks, Mayo or Sligo I'm going to get in trouble with Sligo if I don't say that <laughs> um, so we need all the support we can get for the footballers, the hurlers uh, at all ages the whole way up, it supports all our county teams and all our activities uh, in terms of what we get up to through the year, uh, all the stuff that happens behind the scenes, Colin of course you're well familiar with that over the years, anyway we've gone on way too long, thank you so much for joining us Colin, pleasure as always Let's talk to you again in
6: a couple of weeks.
1: Absolutely. Islam.